Stop me if you've heard this before, but turnovers, missed free throws, some uh, frustrating second half performances all culminated in the Hoosiers dropping another winnable game on the road on Thursday, uh, this time to Iowa. We're going to recap it. We're going to vent together. And then we're going to talk about a women's team that pulled out an impressive win as well today. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Friday, January 14th. This is Locked On Hoosiers coming to you right after the end of that game on Thursday against Iowa. If you didn't stay up for it, I envy you right now. Uh, We'll jump into that here shortly, but I want to thank you guys for making us uh, part of your day and your first listen every day. Uh, Just a reminder that Locked on Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for all IU news, uh, analysis, previews, and recaps as we'll do today. Uh, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Hoosiers. Uh, so head on over there today, subscribe. As I've mentioned this week, we're premiering the shows at 7 a.m. now so that everybody can join in uh, during your morning routine, chat about the Hoosiers. In this case, potentially get caught up on the night before's action as well. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Wherever you do, whether it is on YouTube, whether it's on your favorite podcast app, uh, make sure you subscribe to us wherever you're listening to us at. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers or myself on Twitter at Jacob Rude. Let's dive into this one. Took a few moments to uh, simmer down because I was pretty frustrated after the end of that contest. For those that missed it, boy, oh boy. New game, same story. Hoosiers fall to Iowa 83-74 to on the road. A tale of two halves. First half, they looked impressive. Led 48-41. to And really, if not for a 12-0 run, Iowa went on kind of in a, in a flash. Uh, the Hoosiers, I thought, played really well in that half and looked to be the much better team. I mean, you take away that 12-0 run and it's a, a double-digit lead. That looks a lot similar to the Wisconsin game earlier in the year. And very similarly to that Wisconsin game, Hoosiers came out after halftime and absolutely crapped the bed, to be quite honest, in the second half. Uh, There are any number of stats you can point at for that second half for how frustrating it was. Ultimately, Iowa outscores them 42-16. to They won going away. The Hoosiers didn't even really put up a fight. They couldn't put up a fight. They briefly made it seem like they were going to uh, do so in the final minute and promptly turn the ball over on the biggest possession of the game. Uh, Fitting, if not also frustrating. Um, A couple stats that are going to jump out to everybody. Mike Woodson pointed them out after the game. Turnovers, rebounds, free throw shooting especially in that second half. The Hoosiers had, it seemed, turned the corner on the turnover issues that plagued them earlier in the year. No chance. 23 turnovers on 
uh, Thursday evening. 14 of those coming in the second half. That second half, they ultimately finish uh, scoring 0.765 points per possession. Had 14 turnovers. Iowa turned that into 21 points. They gave up 11 offensive rebounds. Uh, That led to 10 second chance points. They hit 5 of their 11 free throws, and Iowa hit 13 of 14. That's the game. That's everything that went wrong for the Hoosiers in that second half pretty much directly went right for Iowa. Um, Between the second chance points and the points off turnovers, 60.2% of Iowa's points came from those two areas. 50 of their 83 points came from either points off turnovers or second chance points. Um, Just mind-boggling, if I'm being honest. Uh, They finished with 34 points off those 23 turnovers, 16 total second chance points off 16 rebounds, 46 points off their bench, most of that coming from Chris Murray, who um, it was Keegan Murray, that everybody was very aware of. He finishes with 12 points uh, in only 22 minutes. The Hoosiers got him in foul trouble quickly. His brother, who uh, was only averaging 9.4 points, 4.6 rebounds coming into the game, basically did not play at all last season, about 40 minutes total, 29 points, 11 rebounds, both career highs. Um there were so many adjectives I was throwing out to describe this game. Frustrating, mind-boggling, like pathetic, disgraceful. I was I was very frustrated. I'm still frustrated with how this game went because this IU shoots themselves in the foot. IU is their own worst enemy in these games. It was not that Iowa was running great offense and knocking down shots. Defensively, the Hoosiers played well, uh, aside from ever securing a rebound. And as we talked on Thursday's episode with Locked on Hawkeyes, this was a bad rebounding Iowa team. Uh, So the fact that they crushed the Hoosiers on the glass just makes no sense. And for all the talk about whether this is a tournament team or not, I, I mean, ultimately, we still don't know yet. I probably lean towards yes. There is no chance I'm picking this team to upset anybody because performances like Thursday night show how far this team has to go mentally uh, before they could ever be considered a team that would upset anybody. The talent is there in flashes. Mentally, this team makes so many mistakes. This is not the type of team that upsets anybody. Just so frustrating to watch a game like this because the Hoosiers are literally throwing the game away on a night on a night like this, uh, throwing uh, the ball to the opponent time and time again. And Trace and Race did all they could on the night. Trace finishes with 18 points on six of eight shooting, 11 rebounds, five blocks, a couple assists. Race Thompson had 13 points, five rebounds, couple of assists. He finished with five turnovers. He was he Mike Woodson tried to use him as a, a ball handler in the backcourt because our point guard play was so bad. And that's what we're going to talk about next. I know 
Everybody is probably waiting for me to mention Rob Fennessy and Xavier Johnson. We're saving that for a whole segment by itself because this feels like a breaking point with these two uh, on Thursday night. Before we jump into that point guard play and how frustrating it was, let me tell you something that should raise your spirit spirits. Uh, it's an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. We've talked about it all week. It's a very simple app to use. Uh, when I or when I used it, uh, you simply download the app, find the gas station you're going to, put in that promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents cash back per gallon on your first tank. Find the gas station, claim the offer, uh, just drive to the gas station, check in, pump your gas, and you'll get the money in your account on the app. Uh, I believe it says 48 to 72 hours. I got it within 24 hours. So uh, it's really simple. It was really easy. Gas is something we have to buy anyway. Uh, everybody complains about how expensive it is. This is a solution to that. Get cash back on these offers now. Uh, you can cash out from the app at any time. It's simple. Uh, you can send it to your bank account, your PayPal, an e-gift card, Amazon, or an e-gift card to Amazon or other brands. There is no catch with this. I've used it. Uh, I can tell you that it was simple. It was easy. Download the free Get Upside app. Use that promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Promo code SCORE on the Get Upside app. Bet online. would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website so that you can sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to get started. So whether it's NFL, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Uh, it's been another record-setting week for us. We just keep trending upward with you guys, and I can't, I honestly cannot thank you enough for what you've helped uh, helped us do with this podcast. Now that we have all that fun stuff out of the way, let's discuss these point guards because this is not it was it's not fun watching these two point guards play. On Thursday, Xavier Johnson, uh, seven points on two of seven shooting, missed both of his three-pointers, four rebounds, four assists, four fouls, four turnovers. That Those four numbers pretty much tell his impact because it is, it is wild watching Xavier Johnson play basketball, especially on the road. Uh, he did all that in 24 minutes. The just constantly finding himself in foul trouble. He did it uh, early on in Thursday's game. Something that he just continues to lack. And this was something you could kind of look past early on with the assumption that he would improve at it. Just no awareness of the situation, the moment, realizing when your team needs a basket, 
when you need to slow it down, when you need to get it to your big guy, things of that nature. And it's just a, a problem that continues to happen game after game after game. And it's mitigated a bit at home because the pressure isn't as amplified. Um, you can fly around a little bit at home because it's the road team that's overwhelmed. When it's the Hoosiers on the road and you need to make every possession count, him flying down the court when he doesn't have numbers on a fast break only to throw up a layup or turn the ball over, you can't have that. You, you That's not how you win basketball games on the road. Now, the bright spot had been that while he had struggled, Rob Finnessy had seemed to turn a corner and looked much better over the last handful of games. Not the case at all on Thursday either. Two points, one of five shooting from the field, missed all three of his three-pointers, missed his free throw, uh, finished with a rebound, uh, three assists, three fouls, four turnovers. I want Rob Finnessy to be good. He was a heralded recruit. Uh, injuries have robbed him of a lot of opportunities at IU. Uh, he was a lot of fun starting off, uh, his Hoosier career. I should say that three pointer in the Crossroads classic, never going to forget it. Wild moment, wild play again, doing things that you cannot be doing in year four of being a point guard at Indiana university. And between the two of them, eight turnovers, seven fouls and seven assists, and uh, Fennessey played 18 minutes, Xavier Johnson played 24. Inexcusable. You can't ha- – these are two, I would say, veteran, veteran maybe, experienced certainly point guards that are making mistakes that freshmen make. And it, it's a, it leads to the question that I haven't asked intentionally for a while now, why isn't Christian Lander playing? Because I had kind of buried the question. It was something that clearly wasn't going to happen. It wasn't worth even bringing up anymore. But the knock on Christian Lander is that he turns the ball over too much and maybe a bit of a defensive liability. Sure, Rob Finnessy still is a really good defender, but the two of them turned the ball over eight times. Like, that... That whole argument is negated when your current point guards cannot hang on to the ball and they cannot run the offense. And you saw down the stretch, as I talked about on Thursday's crossover episode, that I wouldn't be surprised if Iowa went to a zone and I wouldn't be surprised if they left open Rob Fennessy and Xavier Johnson. And they did that and neither of them made him pay. They went 0-5 from three. That Minnesota game was fun. But I said at the time that I thought that's how teams were going to defend Xavier Johnson and Rob Fennessy moving forward. And that is the case. That's what they're going to do, whether it's in a zone, whether it's in a man. Anybody who follows the scouting report is going to know, don't close out hard on Xavier Johnson and Rob Fennessy. Surround Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson so that they can't get the offensive rebound and live with the results. And that's what's happening. And you can't shoot poorly from the three-point line. Foul, get into foul trouble and turn the ball over and still be can like I I don't understand how I mean the Hoosiers don't have other options that's the problem and other than Christian Lander who again for whatever reason is just like underneath 
Mike Woodson's doghouse at this point. He's so far buried into it. I don't really know what is going on there. At this point, I would imagine if he can't get out of the doghouse, he's probably going to transfer at the end of the year. That's just how these things work in uh, modern college basketball. I don't know that I blame him because if I'm him and I'm watching Xavier Johnson and Rob Finnessy play like this, I'm thinking, what do I have to do to get playing time? Because these two, time and time again, save for some random good games, uh, keep doing this, especially on the road. This isn't new. This is game 15, 16, 17. I can't remember exactly what the Hoosiers record is right now. Uh, end of the season, and these two continue to do things that they were doing in the first, second, third game of the season. Um, and that even that is allowing them the leeway of the that they're in their third, second, third, fourth years in college basketball. Like these are things that point guards just do not do. So I I don't understand. I, I just don't understand <laughs> so much about the guard play with these two. Uh, we've said it time and time again. Your Trace and Race have set the floor of this IU team really, really damn high. The ceiling is not high at all, and that is going to be determined by the guards. And again, I mean, it's not anything new, but we saw on Thursday, Trace and Race carried this team in the first half. They were everything they could be for this Hoosier team, and it wasn't enough because everybody was just tossing the ball around. Um, it was as frustrating a loss as I've had since. I'm more frustrated about this loss than I was at Penn State one. At Penn State one was more just confusing. The Wisconsin one, was. this is as frustrated as I've been since that Wisconsin loss. So props to Hoosiers to 12-4 and four on the season, for better or for worse. They're going to be right back in action on Monday. Uh, they get a little bit more of a break. So uh, we get to stew over this one for the entire weekend and get back to you on Monday. Uh, we'll certainly preview that game. We have women's basketball to talk about, and they grinded one out without Mackenzie Holmes on Thursday. So we're going to talk about the good IU basketball team on campus uh, for in the the win they get over Nebraska on Thursday. First, though, it's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Honestly, maybe even better than a candy bar. Uh, Built Bars make it easier to stick to your resolution because they do not taste like the normal protein bars that are chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. If you want to eat healthy, try Built Bar covered in 100% real chocolate, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare all that to a candy bar whatever your favorite one is it's going to be much better for you and the best part is that there is so many flavors for you to choose from whether it's cookies and cream my personal favorite coconut almond peanut butter brownie raspberry salted caramel everything in between they're always releasing limited time flavors uh, so head on over to built.com see what's new 
pick out your favorites, then use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Enough about that frustrating men's basketball game. Let's look at the women's team who uh, were dealt a tough hand on Thursday. Mackenzie Holmes was a scratch from the contest with a knee injury, an unspecified knee injury. Unclear on a timeline. Uh, it seemed to sound like after the game, Terry Morin thought there was a chance Holmes could play on Thursday. Uh, the doctors and the medical staff, I should say, immediate or er, uh, not immediately, but eventually uh, gave her the no go on that. So pair that with some positive COVID tests that the Hoosiers have had as well. And this was a team that had nine available players on the night. And we talk a lot already about how the Hoosiers don't have much depth. Boy, did they have to grind it out, but they pick up a 72-65 to win at home over Nebraska. Some huge performances. Uh, they ultimately only play six people and ultimately had to go small to, to pick up this win. Uh, Chloe Moore McNeil is going to get the first shout-out. She was uh, the one that came in. The Hoosiers... Um, Struggled early on. They put Alexa Gouble in kind of that center position. They started Keandra Brown in place of Mackenzie Holmes, uh, trying to just kind of imitate what they typically do. Didn't work. They put in Chloe Moore McNeil, more of a, a wing guard type. Went small, and um, it worked. It, it worked against this Nebraska team that, we mentioned on Wednesday's episode came in with a pretty solid record. They were uh, twelve and th or excuse me, thirteen and two overall uh, coming into this. Uh, but this was a, an impressive performance. Chloe Moore McNeil helped close this one out. She scored eight points. All those came in the fourth quarter. A couple monster three pointers. Uh, the Hoosiers got into foul trouble. Uh, they had built up a pretty big lead, got into foul trouble, and eventually um, Alexa Gouble fouls out and leaves the Hoosiers both shorthanded and just short. And so the, they had to, to grind this out to get this win. Uh, Grace Berger, though, led all uh, on the Hoosiers with 22 points. Um, Nicole Cardano-Hillary had... 13 Goulblay had 17. She performed really well given her uh, sudden increased role on the night. Um, <clears throat> Berger pulled down seven rebounds. The team has always rebounded well, kind of as a team. They only get out rebounded by six, 41 to 35. Shout out to Markowski, the freshman for Nebraska, who scored 17 points, seven rebounds. I believe 11 of those came in the fourth quarter. She's the one who fouled out Gouble and got uh, the Hoosiers into foul trouble on the night. But <clears throat> ultimately, they had just enough depth to pull it out. It raises some concerns, some fair ones, but I don't think any new ones. We knew this Hoosier team was um, thin 
and they've made, been made thinner by some injuries, some positive COVID cases, uh, some players unavailable and whatnot. So they're going to have to kind of grind these out right now. We don't know, again, the availability of Holmes, which is a big deal because on Sunday the Hoosiers play Purdue in West Lafayette. Uh, obviously, I don't have to tell you how much they sh- they're going to want that one and Having Holmes available is absolutely massive for that. So uh, that game will be on Fox Sports 1 at 2 p.m. on Sunday. There's no men's basketball game, so you have no excuse not to tune into this one. It's an IU-Purdue game as well. So, again, no reason not to be tuning into this. Um, the Boilermakers are 11-5 and five on the year, 2-3 and three in conference play. They... Uh, have had a couple games postponed, but it does not look like they've had really any similar foes except for Maryland, who they lost by 15-2, uh, and, excuse me, and Ohio State, who they lost by 17-2. Hoosiers have wins over both those teams, but this is a rivalry game. Uh, records and whatnot can be thrown out the window. So big one for the Hoosiers on Sunday. Be sure to tune into that one. We'll be back on Monday to recap that game. And to preview the men's game, I believe against Nebraska, another road game, I'm just going to uh, (laughs) let some steam off over the weekend and come back to you on Monday, hoping uh, to have a clear head about this men's basketball team. But I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, head on over to Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Again, I mentioned at the top of the show, it's been a record week. I want to thank you guys. Uh, I keep saying that. I know that uh, it's been a record week, but that is a a testament to how awesome you guys are. So thank you for that. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. But most importantly, guys, uh, have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. And Elio.